the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith is the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis is the Dort Podcast. Hashtag is the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rick Rude Von Dick, dude. All hail the king of ginger ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Yeah, nice little Sunday. You know, oh, yeah. nice little Sunday today. Yeah, good. Little family photo day Ooh. for the Davey family. So we were like not taking family photos, not being in family photos. You were in them. Uh, no, I was not. I was taking. Oh, you were taking snaps. So you were meeting yes. with some families, taking some pics, and how'd that Absolutely. go? Absolutely. Good? Yep. So it went well. I think it went well today. Nice fall day for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect day for it. A little overcast, you know, oh, not too beauty. harsh a lighting. Beauty. It's what you need. The uh, Patriots aren't a great club. Not to spend a lot of time no. on that here. We can, I, can, I have plenty of time this week on the old Rich Keefe show, WEEI, to do that. But good Lord, are they bad. And I tell you what, there's one football team in existence worse than your New England Patriots. You know who that is? My, my fantasy football my team, fantasy who is team. currently losing poorly to yours 0-5 fantasy football team. My team sucks. <laughs> I cannot make yeah. heads or tails of this NFL season. No. I have no idea who's going to be good. Well, you know what it is? Any L- week. Last year, we were too braggadocious, I think, on the podcast. We were both undefeated until we met each other around this time last year. And then the other thing was we played in the championship game. And so we were like off and like, like hey, the fucking dork boys are fantasy experts. Yep. Then this year can't get out of our own goddamn way the team blows and remember how that season ended we had to like put it to a vote yeah yeah demar hamlin yeah demar hamlin yeah. ruined our fantasy season <laughs> son of a bitch i could say that now he's because fine he's, he's healthy as well he's, he's healthy playing, as an ox lying around out there <laughs> say whatever the yep. hell you want about him yep uh yeah all right so anyway we have a lot to get to here today on the program i'm excited about this dorktober topic du jour but before we do that Ryan, did you see this? Do you hear about this? Best Buy no longer in the DVD game. They're getting, they're not going to be selling digital video discs. So you could go there on a random Tuesday and ask them, be like, hey, where are you like your where's your five dollar bin for the digital video disc? Like, we don't we don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. Um, what? it's amazing to me that they held on for this long. Yeah. And I wonder if Best Buy is going to become you heard what Bed Bath and Beyond did? They're just beyond. No, so kind of. So like there's no they you know how they kind of like went out of business. So the name still exists. They got bought out by like Overstock and now they're like on they only exist online. But Bed Bath and Beyond isn't dead. So I wonder if Best Buy is going to do the same thing. You know what was also a weird one was when Borders went under. Mm-hmm. And then at least in a couple of places uh BAM opened up, uh BAM with an exclamation point. It was uh Books and More, BAM. Mm-hmm. Same goddamn story. Walked in there. It was practically the same layout and the same stuff. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Am I right or am I right? Yeah. Borders? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer I guy. Know. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah prep school life. Davey and I yep. went to school with a kid who was legit. Last name was Borders. His last name was Borders. <laughs> and that was him. <laughs> <laughs> From the goddamn company. Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, but. Uh, the DVD thing, and we've talked about this several times in the podcast. This is probably what got led us to even have this podcast. Is mm-hmm. like there was a time, not just Best Buy, but it was like the used ones at Blockbuster or whatever. There was nothing better than adding to the DVD collection. It was amazing. I had a whole 
then like remember like we in high school we initially had him in like our drawer like our desk drawer because yep. you only had like 20 and then like as you got older you're like i need a whole goddamn like shelf and then it was just like uh, yeah. shell and you could either i i did mine by genre i feel like did you do yours alphabetical alphabetical yeah no i thought but it was like and you just keep growing it growing it growing it you get the new releases you get good deals on it it was for like 10 years. It was like it was a legit big part of my life. And I haven't bought in a physical form. I stream everything. I got somebody asking me the other day if I do like uh 4K or Blu-ray. I'm like, right now I'm just streaming. Like I don't have enough room in the house to like have uh, a 200, 300, 500 uh Blu-rays lying around. No, and I remember having to when I moved in with my wife, I remember having to buy a bookshelf mm -hmm. just for my DVDs. Like I didn't have 100%. anywhere to put them. Yeah. And I think we both between the two of us had like four or five hundred each. Yeah. It's crazy. Like I needed a, an entire actual goddamn bookshelf <laughs> yeah. for all of them. And I know. Again, I sold them to a pawn shop, all 500 of them, for $175. Man, honestly, I don't know if that's the saddest thing I've ever heard or great, great return on your buck because I, I don't think you're getting much were more than that. So poor. Yeah. So poor when just, we first, yeah. th that I just needed rent money. So I sold I, all my DVDs. I haven't sold any of them. I have them in a box somewhere. I, I'd be better off with $175, to be honest. Like, I don't know. They're not even, like, on display. I have, like, I think I might have, like, the Star Wars ones lying around. Everything else is gone in a box. I, I really, actually, this is the time of year that I get a little nostalgic about it because... My horror movie collection, as you can imagine, yes. was probably the biggest. And so this was the month that I'd always just like, you'd sit there and for 10 minutes, rather than like scrolling through Netflix, you would just stare at the DVDs that you owned and you're like, what's it going to be and tonight? It was, it was like a, it, it, to me, it was like picking out a bottle of wine. Like, like what was I in the mood for yeah. that night? I still have, yeah. I still have, I think like 12. Um, one of them is the one of the movies we're going to talk about tonight because I was never sure. They were kind of more rare. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure if I was ever going to be able to buy them again. Can you imagine? Just, yeah. <laughs> Christopher the Jackals, whoever you sold your 500 DVDs to, what if he sent it a should I have bought this for 175? That'd be amazing. We go through because, each one of them. <laughs> yeah, it was a pawn shop in Boston. And uh, the guy was like, I was like, dude, come on. You got to do better than like, yeah, you got to do better than that. Like I wanted like 400 bucks, you know, I just like a dollar a DVD. Like, come on, man. Yeah. He's like, it's going to take me years to sell these. <laughs> like touche like years i was like all right dude you know what i saw there's a used bookstore not too far from me and they also have like uh movies and games and stuff it's like in the back it's mostly all books and uh it was funny it was like when while i was binge watching lost they yeah. had season one of lost for like two dollars so the whole season on dvd and i was like i don't even know if i could play that but i'm like should i buy that just for <laughs> That's a good deal. That's, I mean, it's a good deal. $2 for Lost? That's a good show. Yeah. But yeah, fucking Best Buy. I'd love going to Best Buy. I dragged so many ex-girlfriends to Best Buy just to like oh, fucking be like. And that was the best because it was, <laughs> was it three for 20 bucks? Yeah, I think so. Well, no, that yeah. was also Blockbuster. Blockbuster and that's, their oh, used that's ones. Blockbuster was three yes. for 20 bucks for yeah. used DVDs. And they would buy like 50 Titanics and all the <laughs> extra ones. You would just be like, all right, here's for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, great. great deal. Oh, fuck. I, I miss it. I miss it. Anyway. Oh, so did you hear about this? So this, uh, somebody tweeted us this and asked the question as well. And that we should mix in more of uh, your dork questions, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram, mm -hmm. at dork podcast, either way. And uh, 
basically talking about the giant uh, Disney Plus price increase. And it was $80 for the year. Hold on. Where is is this gentleman here? JT. All right. It was JT. He says, uh, going from $79.99 a year to $139.99 for the year. That's quite a leap. He goes, I may have to let this one go after my yearly expires. What do you guys say? He, he tagged us and Mac and Goo in it. Um, I'm going to keep it. I know it's a massive jump. I'm also super cheap. Me and my wife were just sort of doing like, a, we were actually just talking about this the other day. We were like going through some of the streaming services that we have. And we're like, mm-hmm. what are you watching this? Do you need it? Like, what are we doing? And you hit on this, I think last year when we were ranking streaming services is now that cc's four and like has specific shows that she likes and like asks for and it's just so much easier to throw it on and like something that she wants she watches a ton on disney plus they have bluey they got the show super kitties which she fucking loves they got crazy for (laughs) she fucking fucking gaga she goes fucking ham for super kitties yeah but they're like mickey mouse clubhouse like on down the line plus all the star wars and the marvel stuff that i like Mm -hmm. plus we just talked about our dvd collection like i don't have that anymore but i can always pop those in if i want so i know it's crazy to all of a sudden just like jack your price up by double it i'm gonna keep disney plus i assume you are too I'm going to keep, so Disney Plus and Netflix are ones that I think I'll just kind of, and I have like the Disney Plus Hulu bundle. Okay. So you have the, all that. Um, yeah. And so I, um, Showtime is now getting folded into like Paramount Plus. Is it really? I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Wait, so, so do you show, have Paramount I have, Plus I have the Showtime? Showtime app. But do you need to subscribe to Showtime to be able to watch it on Paramount or once? No. Oh. So the Showtime things, it's getting folded into Paramount. So that's the Showtime app doesn't exist anymore. Got it. So if you want to watch Yellow Jackets, now you need Paramount Plus. Um, You know what? Actually, oh, it's funny. Christopher in the chat, too. Same thing. We were going through our thing. And despite the fact that they have, like, a ton of streaming movies right now for mm-hmm. horror movies, which are all great, but it's, like, as far as new stuff, HBO Max, shockingly bad. There's not a lot it's of stuff I watch on that. And it was, and you know, it was the most expensive one that we were buying. We, we were So we actually recently canceled uh, the uh, HBO Max. And what's crazy is like the shows you like on HBO, you have to wait years to watch them. So like House of the Dragon, I know it's coming back soon, but then like you're going to have to wait oh. three or four years for that to come back. Yeah, and I can always pick it up then. You know, and like, yeah. in, in the meantime, because I think Katie was asking me, she's like, all right, well, what are you watching on that right now? And I'm like, Cause like just in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I always go on there and like str- like scroll through. But I'm like, right now, I don't think I'm watching any of the shows. And like Barry's done, Succession's mm-hmm. done. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Fuck. The only so many times you can watch the leftovers in the wire, <laughs> leftover in the wire again. <laughs> yeah, so that one's lower on the list. I would say uh, Disney Plus is might be the best. I think Netflix. Netflix is definitely a quantity over quality, but it's just so much shit. And you're going to find something that you're going to watch. You'll find something. Yeah. And isn't it crazy? Like six, seven years ago, like HBO was like the, like was the... so far ahead of everybody. Yeah. And everyone's caught, caught up. Well, I think too, when like, when you knew you had a new game of Thrones season, like every year, that right. was massive. And like that alone was worth it. Like what mm-hmm. they were putting into Thrones. You're like, I got to watch this. Right. Um, well, speaking of, uh, which one? Netflix. Uh, the Fall of the House of Usher. Have you started this? Did you get into this at all? So it's funny. So um, I'm, this is a bit of a spoiler, but you're going to hear about the show later because my wife was like watching it as I was prepping for this. And she's like, you you guys got to watch this. I'm in. I'm already in. 
Yeah. I think this could be either next week or the week after potentially our standalone. So it's, how many eps is it? It's eight. Okay. I can do it. Doable. They're, they're all like an hour though. Yeah. It's doable. I'm four or five in. And so, uh, the fall of the house of Usher is a Edgar Allan Poe short story, but then all of the episodes are also like Edgar Allan, po- other like Edgar Allan Poe short stories are like inspired yes. by. I really like Edgar Allan Poe. I find I'm, I'm certainly by no means an it's expert, but I, very macabre. Um, so I thought I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not kidding. When someone told me about this show, I thought it was like a survive surviving R Kelly thing. I know you did. You like I thought it was like too. Usher, like yeah. the singer Usher. No. no, this is not, re- not remembering that there was a short story by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in on it now. It's the guy who did Hill house and, uh, midnight mass, right? Yep. And blind Manor. Yeah. He did all those ones. Blind Manor. He's That's also directed a bunch of movies like the, uh, Dr. Sleep and a few other ones. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this one, I like this one. This one's pretty good. He got me real good with a jump scare because he know how he does jump scares. Oh, there's always one good one every season. Oh God, he he's there's been a few. There's been a few so far, but no, I like it. And I was reading up on uh, EAP or Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. as you might call him. Uh, yeah, he died when he was forty. Yes, young guy. Young guy. He well, he didn't, po- live, he, he didn't live no. very long back then. He also went to West Point, which is weird. Actually, in eighth grade, I did a report on Edgar Allan. Did po. you? I mean, it was kind of like yeah. Yeah, um, and he when he was like in his twenties or he was like in his late twenties, he married his fourteen year old cousin. I don't like that. See, there's not, not. I don't. Great. I don't support everything that he does. I don't support that. I never would. But it was different times back then. Yeah, but not an old guy. He had so many more poems to write. Sad, mm. but he also. He, I believe he like graduated last in his class at West Point. Yeah, not I a soldier. Think, I don't think he did what. Like, I don't think the 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 short stories that he wrote like sold well. Like, he was not a wealthy no. man. He was, no, he's but he was born in Boston, and then he died in Baltimore, and that's why you have the Baltimore Ravens. And I believe the ball, the Raven himself is named Edgar. I believe that might be right. Or Poe. I think it's Poe. Oh, maybe it is Poe. Oh, you mean like yeah. the actual mascot? The actual mascot it's Poe. is Poe. I believe you're right. Yeah. I believe it is Poe. Yeah, but he has like a lot of good shit in there, and so this is cool. There's a lot of the same carryover actors and actresses from the other shows. Also, they introduced a couple of new ones. It's good. I wouldn't say it's as creepy or as like, oh, I got to talk about it as much as like Hill House was, but it's still pretty good. And and I'm also, I got like three or four more episodes to go, so it could be even better. Uh, Gen V, you caught up on Gen V? Nah, no. Okay. I'm not. It's good. It's very but good. But I do, I do like it. I do like it. It is. Um, I like it a lot it too. Else. I think this will be a standalone. This will end in a few weeks. So we'll do this in November. Speaking of November, November 3rd on Amazon Prime. Another sneaky, pretty good streaming service, by the way. They have oh, some yeah. good stuff. I mean, you keep that anyway, just for you know packages. But yeah, but like as far as the content, so Gen V is on that, like the boys is, and Invincible, Robert Kirkman show, Invincible season two. It was a long, long break between season one and season two. We did a standalone episode, I believe. You can check the archives uh, for Invincible one. Uh, trailer came out, looks great, and uh, November third, we'll get. Uh, some episodes. At least uh, the first and one. this, oh, this was one of those shows that had no business being as good mm. as it was. Like you're just yeah. like, oh, it was going to be like the boys, but like animated. But it's, I think it's just as good. Yeah, knock my socks off. So good. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Loki, two episodes in on Loki. I have not even seen the second episode. Like that sort of tells you, like I'm not all that jazzed up about Loki. Yeah, and I, I haven't even seen the first because okay. I think. 
everyone's kind of talking me out of it at this point. I'm going to watch it. It's only six episodes, so I'm definitely going to watch it. The first episode wasn't bad. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm watching a lot of horror movies. I'm watching Fall of the House of Usher. I'm watching Gen V. So, And it comes out the same day as Gen V, I think. And so yeah. I'm watching that first every time over Loki. And I, and then you have football all weekend. So I'm like, I haven't seen it. And that's I think that like college football and, and pro football have been kind of like taking up my weekends. But um, yeah. I just feel like now they're going to use um, Secret War to reboot everything. Maybe. They kind of have to, right? And I was reading some article about how they're ditching miniseries. Yeah. They're going to focus more on like either full series or movies. Like they're going to stop with this like six episode, like secret invasion. Yeah. Loki. Like all that, like all well, the stuff. Doing... I don't even know what they're doing with you. We're getting to the next one, but I don't even know what they're doing with that fucking thing. I know. Well, was it at New York Comic Con or was it just at some other panel thing where they were they, they, eventually it is going to get like a soft reboot? And I think you're going to lose a lot of people. Like, it was an incredible run. It was as yes. strong as you could possibly have. I think along the way for Marvel, there's still going to be some really good one-off stuff, but I don't think you're going to get that unbelievable shared universe anymore. No, I think that I think the best thing to do is scale it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think um, you know, not everything has to connect. Not everything right. has to be on a piece of red string. You know, I but yeah. I think Tom Holland's got like one movie left in him. Everyone else is like, if I'm Scarlett Johansson, or if I, or she's kind of out of it now, but if I'm Chris Hemsworth, like, yeah, dude, I'm just getting fucking old. Like, I don't want to get in shape to be Thor anymore. Even well, like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's almost 60 years old. Paul Rudd's old, dude. Well, I was like Batista. He was like, I'm done with Drax. Like, it was great, but I can't, I don't do that anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And like, yeah. all right, fine. So anyway, Daredevil, oh, you mentioned Daredevil. So Dare, the big report this past week on Daredevil was it was awful. They were looking at it. They're yeah. like, this looks like shit. They were like, uh, Matt Murdock doesn't even put on the suit until the fourth episode. So they were like, we need to change it. So they're basically like starting over. So this daredevil reborn will literally have a rebirth and they're going to start from scratch. Hopefully they bring back all the Netflix people. I don't know what the Seriously. deal is, but that show was so good. And we had our doubts about how it was going to translate over to Disney plus, And like, I still have no idea how it's going to go. I don't either, and I think Disney. This is the thing that fucking sucks about Disney is that everything is so has to be like family oriented. Everything yeah. has to be clean and you know whatever. But like, I don't know. You know, you know what I want to see Daredevil in the suit. The first fucking shot yeah, like of the of the, the season needs to be show. him in a goddamn suit, yes, and not the yellow one. I don't hate the yellow one. I don't hate the yellow one either. But like, <laughs> and now because of the She-Hulk thing, it has a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, like I don't want to associate that with anything. Yeah, give me the fucking black suit. Oh, you can with go the that. red eyes and the red D's, red double D, <laughs> red D, red double D's. Just give me that. Yeah, right out of that. the shoot. I yes. want fucking hardcore Matt Murdock. I want him punching faces. Blood. I want his blood. The other combatants' right. blood. That's what I want. I want him all fucking bloodied and bashed. Like to the point where you don't think he's going to make it. And then he does yeah. make it. But that was the best. I feel like that was one of like the low key. The best part of that show is how hurt he got all the time. <laughs> all the time. The mess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, something I meant to mention about uh, the house of Usher. You know, who's in it. You know, who's in that show. Who's that? Matt Saracen. Come on. Saracen's back. Well, Saracen was in midnight mass. So he yes, it's a callback that. from that, but yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's good in this. Uh, Another person who's sneaky old, wasn't he? Yeah, he's got to be older than us. 
Yeah. He still he looks young, but he's, he's older than us. Uh, we're getting a uh, new trilogy of The Strangers. So The Strangers movies, they're doing chapter one through three. First one comes out next year. Uh, we tweeted out the trailer at Dork Podcast. And Cheryl from Riverdale, who's one of the best characters, one of the best actresses on Riverdale, is going to be the star of this uh, upcoming Strangers trilogy. I will take your word for all of that. Yes. Ooh, good point by Garrett in the chat. Mark Hamill also in House of Usher. He's great, Davey. He is he? Yes. Yeah. He plays he's got chops. He does. And he's kind of doing like the Joker voice, but without the laughing. Because he, oh, he yeah, plays yeah. he plays uh the House of Usher's like lawyer. Oh. So he's a guy that like gets things done, but he's got like the deep guys like the deep voice that he does with joker it goes like that yes. yeah sounds like that yeah. the whole time it was funny like when uh i was literally the leo dicaprio meme from once upon a time in hollywood when he popped up on the screen i was like that's mark hamill that's mark hamill he's not doing yeah. a star wars he's doing something else and that's him you know what i always wish i could do you know how he in that in uh, he Leonardo in that meme he like snaps his fingers and he does like a whistle like a like yeah. like i can't do it but like i always wished i could do that I think my dad can do that whistle. I can do it with my fingers. Like I can do the the thing like really loud with my fingers, really? but I can't do like that without the. Yeah, yeah, I wish I could do that. Yeah, maybe someone will teach me. I think it's a generational thing. I don't think people our age can do it. I gotta figure it out. I think everybody YouTube older it. can do it. Yeah, maybe there's a YouTube yeah. on it. That's true. Yeah. Good news for Halloween fans, as the rights have been sold to Miramax, meaning oh. there could be a series or multiple movies. As the report goes, there might be a new Halloween universe on the horizon. Please don't. As somebody who Please loves don't. the first Halloween and loves even, honestly, Halloween 4, Halloween 2, I love I, H2O, I don't mind. I don't mind Zombies' first one. I don't mind Danny McBride's first one. Like, I love, I, I'd celebrate most of the series. We don't need it. We don't need it, and we don't need we it don't anytime need it. soon. That's for no, sure. and this is well, well worn territory. Like, <laughs> yeah. We don't what the need this. What are they going to do with this? And if someone's like, "Oh, it's going to make money," it's not. It won't. It's not going to make any money. No, look at the Exorcist. Halloween thing. Kills got fucking smoked. The Exorcist thing isn't going to make money. They're going to take an no. absolute bath on that. No. Do you know how much they don't spent to get the Exorcist to make a trilogy of movies? They spent four hundred million dollars. No way they're going to make that money back. <laughs> no. No way. Nope. No, they're not. Um, also Rick and Morty season seven starts tonight. So always a reminder to set the DVR. I think it's like 11 o'clock start, but, uh, based on, we talked about the trailer last week. The voices don't sound that off to me. They sound pretty close. No, I think it's going to take some getting used to Mr. Poopy butthole sounded a little off to me. Eh, there was like a little a clip shame. that they showed to him, like what he's been up to. Yeah. He's not doing well. Um, poor guy. No, but um, poopy butthole's not. No. Um, but he didn't sound quite like it. the ooeys were a little off. <laughs> but we'll see how this goes. I mean, hopefully, the writing's there. Mister Poopy Butthole's got to be top five character on that show because he's like just a nice person, and everyone yeah. just can't get over the fact that he's nice. I like him. I like Squanch. <laughs> guys, Squanch over here. What was the? Oh, that was the other show. That was Solar Opposites. What was the uh, Fuzz Bucket or whatever the hell? Like, oh yeah, yeah. That's we already for Bisque. That was Fuzz Bucket, right? <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the catchphrases <laughs> are great. Um, 
So flips and shits. I love <laughs> we, uh, I looked this up today. Cause I was like, I think we did a Rick and Morty episode. And so I binged hashtag dork Rick and Morty. And we did. And it was funny. It was like episode 157, I think, which was wow. leading up to season four. Like wow. that's how long ago it was. So basically it was like us just talking about the first three seasons and the beginning of that episode. Cause I was like, I just clicked on it. It was us talking about when Gary Goldman became my enemy. Oh, that was so <laughs> long ago. That's where we go. What did he, didn't he yell at you for doing, you didn't yes. even do it. Like yes. he, he yelled and then like doubled down and wouldn't apologize. Yep. Yeah. Long story short, let's keep it really brief. You can go back and listen yeah. to the whole like rant on it or whatever. I did a whole rant on the radio about it, but basically Gary Goldman, the comedian tweeted at me and was like, Hey, if you're going to like take, you just said my joke verbatim. And if you're going to take my joke, at least give me credit. And he tweeted at me like right as I was getting on the air. And I was like, was, yeah, it was, like, you were getting on and someone said it before on you. the show before. And I was yeah. like, first of all, I'm like, I wasn't even on I'm like, what was the joke? And like this whole thing. And then he was, and then he wrote back. He's like, oh, it was your producer. And I'm like, well, it wasn't my producer. And second of all, then why are you tweeting at me and blaming me? And then all yeah. I wanted was like a my bad or or just acknowledge that you're wrong. He didn't. He deleted yeah. the first tweet and then like just ignored me the rest of the day. And I was like, or call in. Like I would have talked to him. It was so bizarre because yeah. I actually like him. But it was like he was such a baby about it. He's like, oh, you stole my joke verbatim. And nobody laughed at the joke. It wasn't even like one of your good ones. Like nobody even enjoyed it. But right. Anyway. But the other thing is like, one, first of all, thank you for listening. Two, like <laughs> I like so when when uh, Dane Cook did his show on HBO with like him touring, like Gary Goldman was on that tour. Yeah, tour right? Yeah. And that's a tour. Well, like, so that's when I became familiar with him. And he was funny as shit. And I like thought he played football at BC. Like yeah. this is an unbelievable tie-in for your show. Like this would be like yeah, the perfect great. two people to call in and talk to me. We'll have a great time. I saw Dane Cook you know? live twice, and both times I saw him live, Gary Goldman was like the only opener for him. So I saw Goldman mm. like forever ago, and uh, yeah. always liked him. But whatever, it's just so bizarre. But yeah, now an enemy for life. Sadly, Fuck. all right. It's time for Davey's video game more than a minute. All right, sir. What do you have? Well, I got I got something, Richard. It's Spider-Man week. Are you excited? Whoa. Oh, it's this week? Spider-Man 2. It's this week. Friday. Oh shit. I better start putting a dollar a day aside quick. Well, I was gonna say, have you have you pre-ordered this yet? So uh, no, you have not. I've not right? pre-ordered the game. Suits? No. I'll buy it. But like now, like, what's the point of pre-ordering? Just to get like extra suits? Bonus content. Yeah. Okay. Because like is, it's not is, like the game's gonna be sold out. I can just buy it on the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. I fucking love the suits, man. Well, that's a good point. But that's it's a true. way for it's a way for them too to kind of like see like kind of project like how sales are gonna go. Okay. Because this thing is through the fucking roof. I mean, wow. th this has got to be. I haven't even played a second of it. It's already gonna be a game of the year contender. Has to be right. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. I told you I haven't played the PS5 like in a long time. At least like I logged in here and there and like would mess around. But like as far as like sitting down like. Rather than watching a show for two hours, I'm going to play a game for two hours. I haven't yeah. done that in forever, so I'm definitely going to do that with this. I hope. I mean, what are your what are your hopes and dreams? Tell me your hopes and dreams. <sighs> I'm glad you asked. Uh, I think the last Spider-Man game for the PS4 was unbelievably fun. I loved that game. That was one of the games I 100%ed, played the hell out of it, loved all the Easter eggs. 
So I'm hoping it's similar to that, a little bit less load time, the ability to switch back and forth, which I know that there is, so I can be, you know, Miles and I can be Peter, just a, a, like a, like a little bit bigger than that. So basically, like, when you played Arkham Asylum and then you got Arkham mm-hmm. City and then you got Arkham Knight. Knight. Yeah, our origins is okay. But like yeah, like as you sort of like progress and like they add things to the game, like yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. What if you could play as Venom? I would enjoy playing as Venom. <laughs> I would just tear <laughs> shit apart. <laughs> I would just tear the city apart. There was there was a Spider-Man him. game where you could play as Venom and it was more fun. Mm. I think it was Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider-Man on like PlayStation two or three or something oh there was a good spider-man for ps2 was it it was like there ultimate was a good spider-man yeah, you yeah, could play yeah. as venom or yes. spider and it was the most fun okay because uh, like, like you could just jump so far with yeah, venom and right. it was like, two completely different play styles i mean it was it was awesome so i hopefully you can venom is at some point a playable character yeah because you know you get the black suit yep we know it kind of is probably going to go to harry osborne to start okay i'm my guess is eddie brock is a character in the game uh or like yes 100 has to be yeah right yeah um and the craven stuff looks awesome so i it'll be fun to see you know peter try, try, almost trying to save villains from craven mm-hmm. like that would be a good thing to do yeah i think um definitely. and plus like you said being able to switch back and forth between miles and peter is going to be really cool too but anyway um in xbox news because that's a playstation exclusive so in xbox news they Xbox finally closed their Activision, the buyer of Activision, which is $69 nice, billion dollars nice. of buying Activision. Now, this was remember, this was the thing that was like that whole antitrust thing. Mm-hmm. So now Activision, which is also Blizzard, now is owned by Microsoft, which is going to have huge applic- implications in the video game world, but none bigger, Richard. So they made this announcement today that this sale finally went through. Welcome them to the Xbox family and the Microsoft family. And then they teased out that Guitar Hero is coming back. Will this not be on PlayStation? It might or it might be on PC. I don't know. But that, that's the thing. They're trying to work out because they're trying to work out these deals. where like, it's technically owned by Xbox, but like Sony would have to like pay. <sighs> my, so this is where it's going to get messy. Okay. But my God. If yeah. a next gen console guitar hero comes out and it's just the guitar, there's no drums, no bass, no vocals. Mm. I just want the guitar. I am not kidding. You might not see me for six months. <laughs> there might be like some like a Howard game. Hughes situation. Yeah. Yeah. With no. just piss jugs like all over my office. Like <laughs> I Gross. I've spent hundreds of hours playing like Skyrim and Fallout and all these games i don't think i logged as many hours that i did as playing mm. guitar hero in like the in like 05 to 08 era oh yeah i bet yeah hell yeah yeah guitar i had that, that gibson blast. explorer guitar remember the one that was like the explorer yeah i remember do you see i customized it i like painted sick. it mm-hmm. oh the thing was sick it was awesome Dude, i'll tell you yeah guitar hero was awesome the uh I was in on Rock Band, though. In fact, my wife, that was one of the games that we played together early on when we were dating, and I couldn't believe how much she liked it. Because, like, she was not, like, a huge video game person by any means, but yeah. she was super into it. She liked that she she got good at the guitar. She's playing the drums. She's singing. She sings a whole lot better than I do. And it was, uh, 
you like all of a sudden you're like, what time is it? Like we started playing at like noon. It, wow, how is it right. five o'clock? Like it was one of those. Oh games? shit! Yeah, yeah and you're nah, one more. I remember Fr- I lived with Fridge in Waltham, and he would be like, he lived on the third floor of our house, and he would be like drumming in just basketball shorts, just <laughs> flop sweat, yeah. like, and he would just be like fucking just like like headband <laughs> on the headphones, yeah. Like, he looked like Lars Ulrich just like going all out. It was fucking awesome. What a like, game. I can't wait for that to come back. But I, I just want just do the guitar first. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm sure that's what like it'll be. And do the thing where like it's you know, you can buy content. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can buy the songs I want, like a la carte. Yeah. Not all like packages with like like two or three shit songs. I just want to buy the songs I like. No, that's true. For, like yeah, 99, yeah. 99 cents a piece. They had some good ones though, like along the way that you would get. We're playing like, oh, like fucking war picks. But like before I forget, Slipknot. Yes, I was gonna say they had a Slipknot song, didn't they? They did. Yeah, Yeah, before before I forget, forget. that fucking song was awesome. That's an all timer. Thunder Horse by the Metalocalypse. Remember that? The no, I remember that one. It was like Metalocalypse was a show on Adult Swim. It was like a metal band, and they had a show called Thunder Horse. Oh, that song (laughs) fucking rips. Yeah, Um, but yeah, um, all right, that's good. Back to basics, and then uh, speaking of um, Invincible, they had a trailer for Omega Man going to be in Mortal Kombat One. Yeah. Omni Man. Omni Man is gonna Omni-Man. be yeah, Invincible's dad. Um yeah, and the the Ed Boone said like this is that's not actual gameplay. That's kind of like just scratching the surface of what he can do. But they had the one they showed remember he was punching his son and yeah. just like blood on his fist. So they yeah. showed him doing that, like first person view. Sick. Um so it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, this is, is one of those I don't really get excited for downloadable characters and fighting games, but this one looks pretty good. Yeah, the, Mortal Kombat does it up right. I mean, you go back to yeah. like when they had like you know Jason Voorhees and stuff, and then uh, all these characters too that they've. Brought what if they in. added Chucky and he was like gone? He was like little. You'd be in on that. <laughs> a little guy, yeah. Like odd job. Like, it's hard to hit him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just just pecking knees and shins. Yeah, I like that. All right, very good, right? Good stuff there. Yeah, I've, I forgot about Spider Man. So you know what? At some point, we should probably pencil that in for a standalone episode, too. We don't do a lot of video just game stay, standalones, uh, but we have. No, and we, it might just be one, like, in progress, because there's no way that we're going to... I'm not... I'm going to take... I'm going to slow burn that story. Oh, I'm not saying anytime... Like, maybe, like, December or, like, oh, like, yeah. like later, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Right? Y'all ready for bisque? Topic du jour? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day. And today it is the hashtag dork top 13 horror comedies. Why 13? Why 13? It's scary. Because it's spooky. It's really spooky. It's the spookiest number. And we just had a Friday the 13th. So we just had a Friday the 13th in October. Sure did. It was funny. I opened it up to, uh, I was all by myself on Friday on the Rich Keefe show, which you would think I would be. That's the name of the show. But anyway, usually I have other people in. And so I was like, I'm like, you know, it's Friday the 13th, so feel free to, like, mix in, like, your horror movie recommendations as we, like, talk Patriots. We got a fuck ton of calls on horror movies, Did so that really? was good. Yeah, we got a lot of All good right, ones. All right, wants to talk about Patriots? Uh, the Bruins being 2-0? No, we talked about we talked about them. We mixed them in a little okay. bit. Well, they were 1-0 at the time, but, yeah, we talked about yeah. them. All right, so here's the first thing, Ryan. This is actually uh, a genre or subgenre. I have kind of a difficult time pegging for lack of a better word the horror comedy because like when we came up with like our top 50 horror movies before um 
you know, some of these were included, some of them weren't, or or whatever else. And I just think a lot of horror movies have comedy in them, but like, what makes it a horror comedy? I'm a big proponent of movies can have multiple genres. Like, I hate when people are like, "No, that movie's a thriller." I'm like, "Well, it's a horror movie. Like, it's a thriller. Like, it can be both. It's allowed to be both." But horror comedy is interesting because let me just start by saying this: one of my favorite horror movies of all time, or maybe my actual favorite horror movie of all time is scream some people would consider that a horror comedy i do not i didn't put it on my list i think it's more horror even though there are laughs and there it is obviously a movie that is like knows what it's doing and like knows like it's in this world and everything else i don't consider it a horror comedy others would so how would you define the horror comedy I would define it, and I had to. I had to um, look it up. Webster's um, Dictionary. Supreme Court Justice. No, um, uh, was I believe his name is Potter Stewart. Okay, who said when talking about pornography, he said, <laughs> "I can't really define it, but I know it when I see it." Yeah, and so for me, like a horror comedy, it has to feel. Int- like it has to kind of be kind of self-aware and kind of poke fun at the genre at times but also be like kind of gory enough like mm. I-, I think of you to your point like people talk about i know the movie you're talking about like seven as like a horror movie like people don't necessarily yeah. can there are horror elements I'm like, i think it's a horror that. movie yeah i think it's a again i don't i think yeah. it's a more of like a suspense like a cop movie yep. that has horror elements in it but like there's movies that are on the cusp of this and they're um that they have different i don't know and like it's so hard i think it's to tough figure out because like if you look um, at one of my honorable lists. mentions i'll yeah. just say right now right. like the movie the burbs mm. has horror elements in it but it's almost like too funny to be horror okay and you could also be too horror to be funny it has to land in like a very gray area yeah, because I also don't know, like, looking at our list, how many of them are scary? Like, I think only a couple. Really not. Yeah, maybe maybe none. One you could make an argument for because it's an older movie, so I'm sure when it first came out it might have been kind of scary. But, like, for yeah. the most part, like, I don't think any of them are scary where I think Scream now, it's hard to remember what it was like the first time you watched Scream, but, like, the first time I watched Scream, like, I thought there was some legit scares. Like, the, the whole opening is scary. The mm-hmm. scene where she thinks she sees her mom, like, that's fucking scary. The ending's pretty pretty scary. So even though they're very self-aware and they're kind of also, like, making fun of the genre, like, I don't consider it a comedy. I did, like, a quick, like, bing to see what other people had for, like, top horror mm-hmm. comedies. It's all over the place. Like, it is all over the place. Like, Scream's on well, some people's list, and, like, some of ours yeah. are, some of them aren't. But there are like, some that are, like, on the list that shouldn't be. That's what I think. It's a yeah. weird It's oh. a weird thing to um, kind of categorize the horror But Chris comedy. asked in the chat, he said, is the, are your 13 you, what you think are the only 13? Absolutely not. Yeah. There are more. These are just my favorites. And again, your definition of this, like, people are going to say, like, what about this? And I'm like, I didn't really think that was that funny, or I didn't think that that was even, scary enough. Even a horror movie. Yeah, so, like, we, Davey yeah. and I both did a list of 13, and then I just added them up together. Like, the the number one got 13 points all the way down to one, and we probably had half our list was pretty similar, like, like overlapped. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's a weird one. So like, it's a, it's an interesting one anyway. So let us know at Dork Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Dork Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, any that we may miss on this list, or ones that you like, you don't think belong or or do. Uh, so you want to kick it off with uh, number thirteen? Yeah, let's do number thirteen. So now coming into uh, unlucky number thirteen, a movie we talked about just last week. Yeah, is Broken Lizards Club Dread. I love this movie, which is a slasher movie set in a you know a club club med like an all inclusive resort type thing. Yep. Um, so it has that slasher element to it. It is pretty funny at times. Yeah, some great lines. And um, one of the great Bill Pullman characters. Paxton. Bill Paxton. (laughs) And he played... Coconut Pete. Coconut Pete. Pina Coladaberg. Pina Pina Coladaberg, (laughs) which he wrote before Margaritaville, but Jimmy Buffett got it out there before him. Yeah. But he is still on the island, and he does his thing. And then you had, um, like, fresh off of, like, maybe a couple years, I should say, off of Super Troopers... You had uh, Farva's character as Lars, and he was the masseuse, remember? And he could, like, do certain things. You'd, like, immediately, like, cum your pants. Uh, And friend of the podcast, Brittany Daniel. Brittany Daniel's great. Yeah, Brittany Daniel's really good in this. Mm -hmm. But there is... I think we talked to her about that, about this movie. No, we didn't talk to Brittany Daniel. We talked to... uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Joey Lauren, yeah. (laughs) I really wanted to talk to Brittany Daniel, but I got scared and walked away. She would have liked she, if you brought up Club Dread. I think she would have probably enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Obviously, all the Broken Lizard guys are really good. I like that this movie like sank like a stone at the box office. It's kind of a uh, I would say it's a cult classic though. Like I think enough people like it now. But there's also that Pac Man scene. I fucking laugh my ass human off. Pac-Man like, human Pac Man was best. so fucking funny. How badly did you want to go to a place where they actually let you do human Pac Man? Incredible! You just run around and then you get like a drink and then you're the thing and then you come flying around. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, it was good. But yeah, it was yeah. funny. Like I liked the I liked the Broken Lizard guys a lot. Like I, I even their bad movies I enjoy just because I like that group so much. But like Club Dread is this this might be their second best movie. I that's what someone said. It's better than I think it's better than Beer Fest. I think it's better than Beer Fest. Although I like Puddle Cruiser a lot. That was the first movie they made before Super Troopers. Yeah, for me, like uh, I fr- I just lost my train of thought. I was looking at pictures of Brittany Daniel. <laughs> yeah, but I like this one. And then, like, just when you think it's like only a comedy, they like mix in like some just slashers, and it's a who done it? Who doesn't like a who done it? Right. So you got people cutting people up, and it's yeah, it's a slasher comedy. So Club Dread was on both of our lists on the lower end, but made both of our lists and comes in at number thirteen. Mm-hmm. Number twelve. Wait, yeah. Number 12, why don't you take this one? This wasn't on my list because I wasn't even sure what genre this was. So this this falls into, I say, the, the macabre. Yeah. But it has it's it has the undead. It has possessions. It has um, death. It has cutthroats. <laughs> I'm talking about, and you might not know what I'm talking about. I'm talking oh. about the movie Beetlejuice. Yes, you are. This wasn't on your list, huh? It wasn't on my list, and I guess I had never considered it horror, but I think you make a pretty good point. Like, when you go back and watch it, it's definitely the macabre. That Winona Ryder character is a little goth kind of, you know, character going on. There's, like, Beetlejuice himself, I guess, is kind of a horror character. Yeah, he's a demon, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. So, like, there's that. And then, like, again, like, it has horror ele- enough horror elements in it. Yeah. 
where you have like you know the when the um the baits is like screw up their faces yeah it has that like kind of scary the stuff head. the sandworms like there's I, scary listen, shit in there i was scared of, like i talked last week about all the movies i was scared of as a kid this was one of them i remember like watching this yeah. the first five minutes of it as a kid i'm like i'm out and the <laughs> when beetlejuice like turns into the snake like that's pretty fucking scary yeah no i this deserves to be on there i just when i yeah. was making my list i was like i don't even know but yeah because like what actually you know what this is what i'm gonna do right now what genre does like wikipedia even say it is oh so beetlejuice it says it's a fantasy comedy fantasy but, comedy okay. but horror no i'm with you so, though horror it could definitely be horror i, I had no right. problem with it that death and the undead and zombies and dying and the character you know? beetlejuice himself pretty horrifying like that like just looking at him michael pretty keaton scary. puts on a uh, tour de force no, but like, whole- like his face and his hair and his like mouth like he's he's a horror character and it has like the whole point of them hiring him is so he could scare people and get them out of their house like it's a haunting thing that's, and it's a that's horror good point what a cast holy smokes great what a, cast what a, what a ridiculous great cast. movie Beale except just, for uh yeah. jeffrey what's his name the jeffrey jones turns out terrible the, guy real bad guy he's a bad guy, bad guy. Charles yeah. Dietz, real piece of shit guy. But um, Beetlejuice 2 comes out next year. I don't know if they're going to address Jeffrey Jones in that He's one. He's probably dead. Probably Which, dead. In this movie, makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming in at number 11 on our top 13 horror comedies, Happy Death Day. This came out in 2017, and it's a time loop movie or a Groundhog Day movie, if you will. Uh, the and so basically the character uh it's a it's set on a college campus and the girl every time she dies she gets killed by this like guy with a crazy like big like kid almost like fat face mask yeah. kills her she wakes up same day and then she's got to like figure out who's killing her I love this first one uh the second one was pretty bad so you could skip that just this one though it's a perfect mix of horror and comedy a little mystery right because again right. like a lot of these kind of like well a lot of slashers have a little bit of like a whodunit theme to them at least at some point and so uh yeah happy death day don't sleep on happy death day real good real good stuff i love the, the kind of the choose your own adventure aspect of this too like yeah. every time she wakes up she remembers what happens like all right now i have to do things differently yes so it's like the whole choose your own adventure groundhog day like you said kind of thing i think that's really cool for a horror movie yeah I and again, but again, I, what I love about this movie, it never took it too seriously. No, it didn't. And I also think yeah. the actress who's not in a ton of things, her name is Jessica Roth, is very charismatic and is a great lead. Like she's not. Um, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say anything else. But like she's she's really really good at like carrying the movie and then having all this other stuff. Like she, she's good at uh, the comedy aspect of it, bouncing off the other characters. And cause like you're going through it with her, right? Like you're like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like she's confused. You're confused. And uh, the whole thing. Oh, was this written by, hold on a second. That can't be right. Yeah. How about this? The writer on happy death day also wrote Red Hood and the Outlaws in the New 52. Scott Lobdahl. Come on. That's in, no no wonder I like this goddamn thing. Or uh, Lobdell, <laughs> excuse me. Scott Lobdell. He wrote this. He's written some other X-Men. He's written Teen Titans. He's written fucking Alpha Flight. Holy smokes. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. All right. I know what he's doing. 
So number two, where are we on? Uh, uh, number, yeah, take, take number 10. Number 10 is 2000 and sorry. It was a 2017. 2017. No, 19. 2019. 19. Wow. Yeah, pretty new. Ready or not. This is really um, good too. Hey, speaking of like amazing casts. Yeah. Um, Samara Weaving, who I have never seen in the same room as Margot Robbie. Yeah, they close, like real like, close. And if you look at the like, if you look at the movie poster, it looks she she looks just like Margot Robbie. Yeah, she which does. Is weird to me. So this movie, it's so it takes place, you know, this this family, and they go to their their estate, and they bring this girl in. They're going to get married. She's going to marry one of the sons. Yada yada yada. Some things happen, and they the family starts hunting her around the house. There's a huge game of hide and seek. Yeah, so it's like a tradition, right? Yeah. Her. It's like if you yeah. get if you marry into the family, you have to like survive the night, and they're after you to kill you. Yes, yeah, and I won't tell like, you if you haven't seen this movie. I won't tell you what happens, but this movie fucking rules. It's awesome. She's yeah. also a tremendous lead, and so the guys who it was a team that directed this. It was two dudes that directed this. They also directed Scream Five and Scream Six, mm-hmm. and that's why Samara Weaving you see her in the opening of Scream Six. So she comes back for for that. But yeah, Adam Brody is also in this one. Um, and this is definitely like the comedy horror or black comedy horror, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this one's like an obvious would fall into this category one for me. Uh, coming in at number nine is a movie. Hold I on, j- time out. Yeah. Did you know? I was just looking at her. Samara Weaving and Margot Robbie are in the same movie together. 2022's Babylon. With Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and uh, really? Tobey Maguire. That's gonna be. Are they are they sisters in the movie? I I haven't seen it, so I can't tell they you that. But they're be. in the movie together. If they're not sisters, <laughs> then I don't know what to tell you. That's yeah. like, uh, oh man, who is it? Shit, Bill it, Paxton and Bill Pullman. Was it? Was the Bill Paxton, the Bill Pullman? No, but in Jurassic Dermot World, Mulroney they did, and no Judy, sorry. Judy Greer and Bryce Dallas Howard look a lot alike and then in jurassic world they're like sisters and you're like oh shit there was no uh was it dermot mulroney oh and, and dylan, dylan mcdermott mcdermott well they're just fucking names <laughs> are the same yeah <laughs> all right number nine on our list of top 13 horror comedies is the uh the recently released totally killer from prime i had this really high on my list i love this movie dude and it's a movie i have to see i still haven't seen it yet get in there um has your wife watched it yet? No. Oh, she'll I, love I feel like it, dude. She would, and that's why I think she would love it. She would love it, dude. This, yeah. this movie's great, so I won't say too much about it, but you got uh, the girl from uh, Sabrina and from Mad Men. You got Julie Bowen in it. It's time travel. It's a whodunit. It's a slasher. It's pretty funny. There's, there's a lot of good jokes. They're not all amazing, but there are some good jokes of – what it would be like if you took a teenager from today and put them in the eighties and just some of their interactions with people from the eighties, like stuff you could say and do in the eighties that you can't really do now. Like that kind oh, of thing. Oh, I can't even imagine like the thing that you say. Yeah. I did the, there's a few of those. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> one, this is, this is like, this is a very, very minor spoiler and it'll still do it justice. But basically long or the short of it is she's trying to like investigate something in the eighties and she like goes to the school and she's like getting ready to like talk to the person at the front desk to like lie her way into like going there. Mm-hmm. 
and like the lady like couldn't have been less interested it's in, in the girl's like well don't you need like my like whatever and the lady's like what is this fort knox like here's your schedule like just go like i don't give a shit <laughs> like yeah. there's no security there's no nothing we yeah. don't care uh all right um what do we got so number eight is 2009's Zombieland. yes which to me the opening sequence of Zombieland might be the best opening one of the best opening credit scenes next to watchmen i think i've seen it's good it's really good um for whom the bell tolls metallica slow motion killings good i kills. love yeah. this like really like what i think were there a zombie outbreak i really think that some people would do very well Yes. In the in, I'm, I don't know if I'm one of them. I don't. I like to think I am. I'm probably not. I don't think I am. I. I think um, despite me having a sword, I think at this point I'm too out of shape. I'm too old, and all it takes is one little bite. And I suck at paintball, for example. So like, I. I don't know. I feel like I would be in the thick of it, and then I would. I'd be gone. I'd be done. Yeah, and I just. It, it's you know the number rule number one is cardio. And rule number two is wear a seatbelt. You know, so like I love that. <laughs> it was so clever and yeah. so funny. And it was written by the guys who wrote the original Deadpool. So mm. obviously they have it's a zombie movie, but it's fuck man, is it funny? And Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin yeah. are, are so good in this movie. And like zombie movies just allow you to have the coolest kills than any other movie, right? Like they just they yeah. give you and whether it's a chainsaw or the shotgun or smashing their heads or whatever, like you can do whatever you want. And then a uh, great all time cameo in this too. Yes. Um, well, can we, we say it? Yeah, we can say yeah. it. This movie's been out for a long time. Well, Bill Murray, Bill Murray in this movie absolutely steals the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely steals the show. It's amazing. So yeah, Zombieland's on there. All right. Coming in at number seven, Gremlins. So here's what the movie I was kind of alluding to. That like, and I said the burbs, but what I'm really talking about is Gremlins, because this is it was pitched as a family movie, yep, and a Christmas movie, yep. I think it's all of those. Also a horror movie. I think it's all of them. I think it's, I it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's one of my favorite uh, horror comedies, and yet at the same time, when it came down to just like straight horror, I don't know if I even put it in my top. 50 because like i put it like just to the side of like straight horror but i guess you gotta go back to like watching it as a little kid like there's some fucked up parts of it like especially like oh. the parts at the end and like in the store and everything like it's pretty when crazy when they get in the pool at the ymca yeah. and yeah. all the shit starts going crazy yeah. yeah and they start like the gremlins are getting lit on fire like that yeah that shit's kind of scary it kind of is <laughs> yeah i'll give you yeah. that uh, um i like gremlins too not scary Gre that's more of so a spoof of gremlins yeah, Gremlins Two um, is just like so over the top. There's a gr that great Key and Peele sketch where they literally just are sitting around the pitch meeting and they're throwing yeah. out different stuff and it's all outrageous. And then at the end of the sketch, it's like, yeah, these are all in Gremlins Two. Like this is just legit like what happened in Gremlins. One's 2. a spider, one's a girl, one's a flasher. Like, it's, like the, this shit's crazy. But like, but that's an interesting case study in this because Gremlins to both of us clearly is a horror movie. Yeah, and here we are both saying Gremlins Two isn't. Right. It's just like a whack fest. I don't even know what you yeah. would call Gremlins too. And that's why like the scary the the uh Wayne's brothers scary movies aren't in here either, because those are clearly spoofs. They're not there aren't there's nothing scary about that. No, no, no. They're just straight up spoof. They're very good. One and two are great, but they're just spoofs. <laughs> yeah. 
Although, fuck, because we have a couple others that might be kind of spoofish, but like they kind of at least have more. All right. So anyway, sevens is, uh, number seven is Gremlins, and uh, uh, so you got next. Yeah, I got next. So number six is What We Do in the Shadows, the movie, the 2014 movie, which then spawned an incredible show. Mm-hmm. Um, what's crazy is when this movie comes out, when you think about it, like Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi are both in it, and Jermaine Clement was like the bigger star. Yeah, funny. At this point. Yeah. Like he was the draw. And so, but it's tight. And they're, it's basically a mockumentary, these uh, five vampires that live in a house together. Wait. Yeah, five vampire, four, four or five vampires that live in a house together, depending on how you watch the movie. But, um, <laughs> it's and so it's, good. they're just so, I loved it because it was, they're all the different types of vampires. Right. Right. And so you have like the one, like the Nosferatu vampire, and then you have like the dandy vampire, then the Victorian vampire. So they're all like different, the Eastern European vampire. So good. You know, so it was like they had, it, it was all like they're kind of spoofing stuff like that. And there was supposed to be a sequel to this starring reese darby because they run into like a pack of werewolves and apparently there's like a gang <laughs> yeah or there yeah reese darby yeah 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 um and the name it was going the, the name of the movie is going to be we're wolves like we are wolves we're werewolves we're wolves um <laughs> already good but which would be great yeah. but um, start with I a mean, joke movie, again yeah there's enough um it's just so fucking good and it's it's funny and yeah. there are some like gruesome things in here yeah um, yeah I mean, it's vampires. Like right away, you're gonna go horror. Like it's got to be horror. But vampires are automatically horror. But yeah, the mockumentary thing is obviously when it's done well is as good as it gets. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Coming in at number five, and this is one where it kind of is very much like a spoof, but I think there's enough horror stuff. So number five, 2010s, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I remember seeing this, however many years ago. I didn't see it right away. Uh, and I remember it was like, it was hyped up and I'm like, there's no way this movie's good. Like seeing the posters, seeing the trailer, you're like, this movie's as good as everybody says it is. And it is like, it's a, it's an absolute blast. And just like all the stuff going around the two characters. So it's Alan Tudyk plays Tucker. And I forget the guy who plays Dale, um, and, uh, Tyler Labine. Yeah. So you've seen him in, yeah, uh, bunch of shit. he's been in a bunch of stuff, right? But like. It's just like all this stuff. There's like a couple of like, you know, hicks. And then it's like all the stuff happening around them. And it's just, uh, it's gory, obviously, but it's really funny. But there's, don't you think there's like enough horror elements in this to put it in the horror list? Yes, because it's, it's kind of like it's got the hills have eyes, wrong turn kind of vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But these yeah. guys aren't doing anything wrong. They're just fucking stupid hillbillies. And these kids are like wind up like killing themselves yeah. the whole time. Yeah, they're so like so scared that, of them. Like, yeah. Like the hillbillies in the wood, the scary hillbillies or whatever, but like they're not really doing anything wrong, which is huh. I think is uh it's more satire than it is spoof. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's that's probably yeah. what it is. But uh my god, is it funny? <laughs> like it's just <laughs> and that and what's great is that like Tucker and Dale's reaction to what's happening around them is just so funny. Mm-hmm. Like how they react to it. Mm-hmm. Was that kid the kid who's running through the woods and just gets like impaled? Oh yeah. Oh the deaths like, the deaths there. are yeah. the deaths are absolutely insane. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Uh the mm-hmm. chat mentions uh Katrina Bowden is in this. You'd sure see is. her from uh what 30 Rock she was in. Uh she was in Piranha 3 Double D as well. 
She was in Scary Movie 5. Tie that that back together. Uh, Um, So now we're getting into the good stuff here. All right, go ahead. I think. So uh, number four, uh, Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. At number four. I mean, this is a no-brainer. This could be number one. Yeah. You could say this is, I would say the four on here, you could all say that they were the best. Uh Um, So we're getting into that territory. And this is, again, for everything that Edgar Wright has done, this might be my favorite of his movies. this just so clever mm-hmm. and so like like another movie we're going to talk about here you don't necessarily know that this is kind of funny at times like the, the the jokes are so well done that you have to like kind of rewind it and be like wait what yeah huh you know and there's like these subtle jokes and everything but just how like these fucking it, kind of like tucker and dale too how these two main characters are just so oblivious and so fucking dumb that they couldn't they wouldn't know yeah that there's a zombie apocalypse is happening in london yeah no it's good uh yeah i don't have much more to add i mean it's just it's so well done it's like the classic cliche start but then it's like all right what would these characters do in it and the characters are very likable right like simon Pegg's character is like okay what the fuck is this guy and then his he's, buddy. he's dying and he's farting <laughs> like, sorry sean he's like for what <laughs> yeah like uh so i mean it's it's just so much of the George Romero stuff just done like this way, which in England mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So I, I'm, I'm in there. All right. It's coming at number three is the oldest movie on our list. 1981's an American werewolf in London. And, uh, maybe the best werewolf movie ever made. Maybe. And again, so when I first saw this movie, I think my dad told me that it was supposed to be funny. But I didn't fucking get it. I'll tell you that. I didn't think it was funny. I'm with you. The first time you... Well, and it's like later on when you see it when you're a little bit older and you're, you know, movie experts like we are and you realize that you're like, oh, this is a John Landis movie? You're like, yeah, this is John Landis. And so it is... It's funnier upon review. And like people definitely look at it as like a, oh, it's a horror comedy. But I'm with you. I I thought it was more horror when I first saw it as well. Especially the transformation of i forget the main character's name but like into the werewolf you actually david, see it I happen think. and david right yeah. and, it, and there's like these practical effects and it's oh it's crazy fucking terrifying yeah and that so i guess that was the impetus or like the the um inspiration for michael jackson's thriller yeah oh yeah um and so it was that shit was crazy uh-huh when I first saw it. And again, I, I had to watch it later on in like my teens to like, oh, I okay, this yeah. is funny. I get mm-hmm. it. Like as a little kid, I had no clue that this yeah. was it. No. I was like, no, 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 it's funny. funny. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> really? that's to me. Well, yeah. cause Landis directed thriller too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, that's really good. All right, I'll do number two because I know you love number one so much. So coming in at uh number two, the cabin in the woods which came out in 2012. This did make our top 50 horror list. I think it made it pretty high, but it's just such an over-the-top cliche beginning. And even like the title just suggests like Cabin in the Woods. We've all seen this movie a million times. You take all the characters that each fill a certain trope and you kind of throw them in or stereotype and you throw them into the thing. But then like where it goes from there is just so bananas. And like to see that like all of this is being orchestrated but then even from there, there's, like, another big bad. So, like, it right. is scary enough. Like, there's enough scary parts. But it's obviously kind of sort of what Shaun of the Dead does to 
like Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead and all those movies, like Cabin in the Woods is like taking Evil Dead and then just like taking it up like another level and adding yeah. that bit of comedy to it. And it's just, it's so, and I hate to say this, but like it's Drew Goddard. So Drew Goddard yeah. wrote and directed this. He of Buffy and yep. Daredevil. And um, cast is amazing. But like I, it, it falls into the rare category of movie that when the the it fades to black and the credits roll, I say out loud, "That was fucking awesome." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what? like, and I, I yeah. remember saying that clearly about this movie. Like, I the movie credits rolling, I look over, I'm like that movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and again, like you said, I love the betting. I thought was that you know having like the control room and like people betting on what was going to happen was nuts and like was all such a things, weird like yeah. oh, I want mermaids mermaids or whatever merma mer people mermans or whatever it was yeah, yeah it was great people, all the different things and you're like yeah and you get we do a young Chris Hemsworth in there too yeah. yeah yep should we do honorable mentions now yeah do you want to do do you want to do them now yeah wanna, we can recap and then do honorable mentions all right do you want to do okay so here we go do you want to do yours so, before we get to number one right so yeah go ahead yeah. Do other ones that you voted for or whatever uh the couple that i voted for i mentioned the burbs um and the other one i i as an honorable mention i believe i had jennifer's body yes with uh, Megan Fox. i like jennifer's body too yep and i i didn't put it on my list but i'm going to put it as an honorable mention ghostbusters yeah, I was torn on Ghostbusters. Me I was, too. I was like, is it too much comedy to be considered horror comedy? I don't think there's enough horror, but at the same time, like, fuck, maybe there is. There's like a couple scenes of like horror, but to me, when they talk about um, uh, what which Beetlejuice is like fantasy, like this is more sci-fi than it is horror to me. Yeah, there's too much science for there to be, for it to be horror. Yeah, and yeah, I know yeah. that sounds stupid, <laughs> um, but like. Like, I know Ghostbusters should be mentioned, but it might not fall into the horror comedy. You know what? Part of it, too, is like maybe like the cast, which this might not be fair to the movie, like, but like the cast are like automatic comedy. You're like, oh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, comedy. Like, it can't, it can't be horror, but like maybe it can. And I think it falls under that. We talked about it earlier. This Ghostbusters might be too funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. Which, yeah. So, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. So, uh, the babysitter is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Samara Weaving is in that. That's on Netflix. And very similar to Happy Death Day is the sequels trash. Like, I didn't like the sequel nearly as much as I liked the first one. But I thought the first one was pretty good. Um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Bubba Hotep. Oh, that was on my list. Bubba Hotep is good. Yep. Um, Slither. From yes, that was also James Gunn. James yep. Gunn slithers good. Um, one that I wasn't sure, but you actually did have on your list. I'm looking at here is uh, this is the end. Yes, I guess that is horror. I guess it is enough. End of the world demons because yeah. it it gets horror. And again, you think it's just kind of like an end of the world thing. It becomes yeah. very horror y in the last like 20 minutes right i was gonna say that's also another one where the cast you're like oh this is a comedy this is like whatever right um you had young frankenstein which again list. i think that's it was the first movie i recognized as like a horror comedy yeah this and uh and my dad was like no 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 it's funny and i'm like okay so it's like young frankenstein he's like kind of because like <laughs> I've, I've seen young frankenstein before yeah yeah 
So, which is available on Netflix. If you haven't seen Young Frankenstein, please watch it. Oh, and you know what it's one on was, some streaming service. You know what one wasn't terrible. It didn't make my list, but um, Vince Vaughn's Freaky, which was yeah. the Freaky Friday meets Friday the Thirteenth kind of switch. He's like a serial killer. Yep. Yeah. So that one that one wasn't too bad, but um, yeah. Why don't you get to number one? Number one. Again, one of the DVDs I still own because I was scared <laughs> to death that I was never going to be able to see this movie again. That is 1992's Army of Darkness. Technically, Evil Dead 3. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> it is the same character. It is this continuation of Evil Dead 2. I remember I hadn't seen, I think I was like 12 and I hadn't seen this movie. Yet. I haven't seen any of the Evil Dead's, but I picked up this movie at like a random. My mom worked at Suncoast Videos, yeah, West Coast Videos or something like that. Oh yeah, which was the knockoff blockbuster. Mm -hmm. And I just picked this movie. I'm like, I'm just taking this home. She's like, okay. And I <laughs> laughed my ass off the entire time. And again, it has the horror element. It has the army of the undead. There's witches. There's well, as I say, some of the witches and some of the shit. some of the characters to me are scary enough. So yeah, yeah I'm with you. And t Sam, right when the you know the, they do like that witch thing where they kind of like like they kind of go like scary. that shit's kind of scary. It is. But fuck me, is Bruce Campbell is full on Bruce Campbell in this mm. movie? Like he the one liners so funny. Yeah. Oh, every one liner after. I mean, I I used to quote this movie all the time. I still yeah. do, um, but I not as nearly as much as I used to, but um definitely my favorite horror comedy of all time like hands down yeah i love it and it's funny i was tweeting about the other day like the best horror franchises and uh goo mentioned like well if you actually did a score for each movie in the franchise so some obviously have like 13 some only have three or four like mm -hmm. what would be weighted the highest because like to me i'm like oh scream's the best but in reality, the Evil Dead's are probably the strongest. Like, there's no shitty yeah. Evil Dead because even like the remake and then the Evil Dead Rise are pretty good. One and two in Army of Darkness are all classics. So it's like, yeah, shit. They might, they might have the best franchise. And Ash versus Evil Dead is a fucking unbelievable show. I watched all of that too. Yeah, that was good. That was really it was good. So good. And again, I just love that character of Ash. I just, nice. I think it's the, the best. Again, just like a. A heroic doofus who just doesn't really get it. Well, I there was hilarious to me. There was a great uh, on one of those like countdown shows uh, of horror movies. Eli Roth was on it and he was talking about Bruce Campbell and it was either Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness that he was talking about. And he was just like, as horror fans, he's like, we just were almost we keep we keep waiting for like Bruce Campbell to be like the most famous person in the world. <laughs> we're like, oh, absolutely. he's so incredible at what he does. You're like, how come everybody else doesn't like Bruce Campbell the way we like Bruce Campbell? And I'm like, yeah. It's and so I went to, I went to, he gave a talk my freshman year in college that Fridge and I, again, another Fridge, met, we drove to Mount Holyoke College to listen to Bruce Campbell talk. It's probably great. And the place was wall to wall. Oh, I bet. And I'll never forget. I walked up to Bruce Campbell to get my picture taken with him on a disposable camera, which overexposed the picture and it didn't come out. I was so fucking oh. mad. And he referred to me to my face as I said something stupid. And like, <laughs> I said to like, Oh, and he goes, he looks at me, rolls his eyes and goes, all right, professor, let's get this photo done. <laughs> he referred to me as professor. <laughs> all right, professor. What did you, did like, you tell him something, something about like the, the mise-en-scene? No, it was like something that I said about like, 
so I made a joke about a, some joke he made, and he was like, "You know, I like to see people just like <laughs> yeah. making a joke about the joke, like fucking ruins it." Yeah, he's like, "All right, buddy." So I did that, and I f- immediately regretted it. And he was like, "All right, professor, let's let's go, let's get <laughs> this picture son done." Of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got a request in the chat, Davy, at some point for a uh, horror video games. If you could oh, rank man. those bad boys, yeah, we'll do that this month. All right, very good. So, oh, do you want like scariest? Or do you want best? It sounds like two different lists right there. That's two different lists. Yeah. You could, either one, whatever one you want, All or right. both. All right, so uh, our top 13, to sum up our top 13 horror comedies, number 13, Club Dread, number 12, Beetlejuice, number 11, Happy Death Day, number 10, Ready or Not, number 9, Totally Killer, 8, Zombieland, 7, Gremlins, 6, What We Do in the Shadows, 5, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, 4, Shaun of the Dead, Three, an American werewolf in London. Two, the cabin in the woods. And number one, army of darkness. Yeah, the only one I guess I'm kind of hung up on now is Ghostbusters. But I, yeah. I really don't think it's horror enough. It's too much science. There's too much. They're, they're scientists. So that kind of immediately dispels any like yeah. supernatural stuff. And it's too, they're too funny. It's too, it's too much just a straight comedy, probably. Yeah. Can you imagine if Eddie Murphy was actually in this movie? Yeah, I have thought about that quite a bit, actually. And no joke, and I'm not be- being sarcastic. I do think about that often. Yeah, I'm like, I do. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, hmm. no, I know he did because he wanted to do Beverly Hills Cop instead, or was it 48 Hours? It was one of the two that it made him like a star. Yeah, Were, like he they, starred in the movie. Did they also write Belushi into it too? That was or the original script. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's Aykroyd writing it. Yeah, yeah, right. It, uh, yeah. Harold Ramis, right? Yeah, so obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. fucking nuts uh and then i think we're supposed to get the ghostbusters afterlife 2 at some it was supposed to be this year but i think we're getting it next year that yeah. was one of the ones that got bumped i believe all right right let's get to oh you know what i never played today which makes sense i should have played it last week i saw a film as i recall it was a horror film pick of the bomb pick of the bomb pick of the bomb pick of the all right, Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may uh, choose at this time to defend a goal? I will take the ball because, again, I kind of alluded to it already, and this is kind of my wife's pick of the pod, is the fall of the House of Usher. So I will be definitely checking that out Oh yeah, as soon as we hang up the phone here. Dive in. So Dive in. Next yeah. week, I don't know what we're doing next week, so we could, if you rip through it, we can do that next week. But I would tell the people to uh, give that a go, see if you like it, and that's probably what we'll talk about on Netflix right now. Eight episodes, uh, Mike Flanagan. We've done. I think we did Blind Manor, and you know that wasn't very good. And Hill House. So mm-hmm. we've definitely done that before. So check both of those bad boys out. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so you know what I finally watched was that? the Train to Busan. I think that's how you say it. Oh, B U S C A N. Yeah, you watch that? Busan. Oh yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, for some reason, and like, you know, every year you see all these different lists come out of like best horror movies ever. And this is like on there. And this this came out in 2016. It is a uh, Korean zombie movie. So there's subtitles, obviously. And it's funny. One of the guys from Squid Game, you know, the guy at the beginning yes. of Squid Game that's like, I like, let me slap you in the face for $100. Like that guy mm-hmm. is the lead in this and it's great. So basically think of, you know, bullet train, but with zombies or think of uh, a zombie movie, but on a train. So that's what you're dealing with. It's really good. Good characters. So, yeah. As far as the other one I would mention too, in that if you've seen the host. 
Oh, that sounds familiar, but I don't think it's a, so. It's another Korean horror movie. It's a great monster movie. It's okay. called The Host. Right. Check that out All if right. you're not yet. Right. Um, yeah, but anyway, that's that's currently streaming on uh, Prime. So if you guys want to watch that, you can uh, check that one out. Uh, what else? Oh, you know what else? I was going to say, this is also a Korean horror movie. Uh, a Tale of Two Sisters. Have you ever seen that? Uh, on a on a very specific site, but yeah, <laughs> that's that wild. sounds very porny so, to me. It is. It, it's a porn name. It's, it's a tough name. It's a, admittedly yeah. a tough name, but that is an insane movie. There was also an American remake of it, which I also thought was very good, called The Uninvited. So okay, I know that movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. The Uninvited has uh, Emily Browning in it. Mm-hmm. You could watch that one too, but I mean, obviously the the original is better. Uh, all right, so we'll figure out what we're going to do, and it'll probably be next Monday. We will let you guys know about that. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at Dork Podcast. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, where we stream these bad boys live, but you can always go back and watch them at your leisure. Uh, and what else? Oh, yeah, should I have bought this? Send those into dorkpodcast at gmail.com. All right, Rye, that'll do it for us. Promise me a million times over, you'll never do another rule. Yeah, man, I can't I can't promise you that.